On this episode of Tag Talks Business, I speak with Rita Dahan and Sophia Woods, co-founders of Hemp House Wellness. Rita, Sophia, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Tag Talks Business. I appreciate you all taking the time to let me come and have a conversation with you at Hemp House Wellness. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to share what we're doing here. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, So right off the bat, I want to get into making sure our listeners have a clear understanding of what Hemp House Wellness has to offer, um, and especially to an individual like myself who maybe is, is a honest novice when it comes to anything CBD, um, hemp, um, pretty much any of the, this wellness product. Just to begin, the first thing that we're about really is education here. Okay. Um, when we brought Hemp House Wellness to the community, it was all about wanting to break down stigma so that conversations surrounding the hemp plant at that time um, was something that people would be comfortable just learning about in an environment and in a space that was knowledge-based first, um, products secondary, because the products are really only going to be relevant if you know how to incorporate them into your lifestyle and your personal needs. Gotcha, okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha. So, Knowing that, what was the, the catalyst for doing this? I ask everyone um, the, the chicken-egg question, which was, were you an entrepreneur that just had to find that right product or service, or was this a passion that, um, that you said, well, I, I want to bring this to the masses, but I've never run a business. I don't know how. And, and I know maybe it's different for both of you, so this could be a two-parter. Uh, definitely a two-parter. Start with <laughs> Sophia because I think. Her okay, Sophia, how about was. you? Um, I would say the entrepreneur side of things probably came first. Okay. Um, probably just starting from childhood, having two parents who are always starting new things. My father was a pharmacist, owned his own independent pharmacy. Nice. My mother was constantly coming up with new ideas from snappy socks when we were <laughs> kids in the car, just small inventions all the way to, she started her own yoga business, um, ah. teaching children's yoga in all of the private schools in the area. Gotcha. So I had that influence as a child and was always interested in starting new projects. I did several courses growing up that all kind of revolved around entrepreneurship business. Nice. Um, and like more small scale economics. Gotcha. Okay. So, so it was almost built into you, but, but it was something you really took and, and grew with. I mean, it's something you genuinely enjoyed. So. Um, nice. As yeah. I graduated was- and, you know, when she was in 10th grade, she was at Stanford University's entrepreneurial camp for wow. kids. It was a gifted program. Very cool. And yeah, so she was, and then in, at UVA, she was in yeah. Israel studying nice. entrepreneurship and in Israel. So yeah. for sure, Sophia was, it was both academically bred into her. Nice. Yes, definitely. Um, as well as more yeah. in a personal way. I think that's how, for me, yeah. I gain interest in something when it's personal first, and then I turn it into business second. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And how about you, Ruth? So for me, um, I think that creativity that 
is absolutely required of you as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's something that's integral in my nature. Gotcha. Not so much in being able to create um, something from scratch with my hands, but yeah. creating something from scratch with my brain, it's just intuitive in me. Okay. And I can absolutely attribute that to my DNA. I can go back <laughs> as far generation-wise as I can think, and both sides of my family, um, mother and father side, entrepreneurial spirits, gotcha. spirits in the family. Gotcha. Sure. Yeah, we hear Real that models. a lot. I, I've talked mm -hmm. to several entrepreneurs who, yeah. whether the parents had a business before or not, there does mm -hmm. seem to be some connection to that. And, and I'm sure Absolutely. part of it, to, to the credit of most entrepreneurs, is you, you have to be, to a small extent, risk averse. Um, you Absolutely. know it's there, but oh, there's yes. only so many people that are going to take that dive. Right. So. Right. Well, my father was a risk taker. <laughs> yeah. He came from yes. Egypt when he was in his um, 20s after the family's Egyptian cotton factories were oh. nationalized, and oh, wow. so there, there it is. That's generational, right there, yeah. from my grandfather owning, you know. But anyway, wow. this is back to twenty first century. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and so here we are in the in the shop. Um, so, so how did this all come about? How did, how what was the the catalyst for getting into this part of the the health and wellness? So I think it was two. That was sort of two pronged between Rita and I. Um, I was I had just graduated from UVA and was doing an entrepreneurship fellowship um, okay. in the hemp industry in Charlottesville, oh, nice. and I kind of came at it from um, a bit of more kind of tech marketing based, um, yeah. working with a hemp business, um, okay. a startup, and. That just opened the whole world of cannabis in general to me and yeah. hemp, how, how it can help for people, animals, the future and sustainability um, as an actual tactile product. But yeah. beyond that, um, Rita was also working in a, a, through a pharmaceutical lens. Yeah. I'll let her take over yeah. there. So I was for years with um, the family pharmacy and we actually decided to bring CBD to the pharmacy environment. Ah. So I came from a very clinical space, yeah. um, bringing a product that was so new and just newly available, but coming through a lens of um, more of a research based because this was going to be for, gotcha. we can't say patients because in the setting it would have been for clients okay. um, because it can't be considered medicinal unless it's um, falling under, you know, the pharmaceutical processors. So this gotcha. is kind of going okay. into the business model. I think this is segueing mm -hmm. very closely Naturally, into yeah. why we came in it through this lens of education. Yeah. Because you cannot be exist in a pharmacy setting without you know really having your research behind you. Yeah. Sophia's coming mm -hmm. through this academic lens, so we wanted to really lend authenticity to approaching this new industry and these mm -hmm. new products that would become available with a lot of um, sort of credentialing, not just in ourselves, but in what we were going to be bringing to the community. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, we pretty quickly realized that the pharmacy setting was not going to be ideal for what we wanted in our being mm -hmm. able to present hemp and now mm -hmm. cannabis in a very specific way, mm -hmm. um, a very polished way, 
educational mm-hmm. way. Um, the setting and the atmosphere mm-hmm. was really important for us to have yeah. a space where our clients could come in and feel immediately comfortable, yeah. immediately welcomed at home. The setting wasn't too medicinal. It wasn't too casual. It was <laughs> that nice balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you do feel it when you walk in the, the front door. It's, it's, there is a, a, a comfortable feel to it. Um, and again, as, as a novice, it, that I'm sure probably makes a big difference because it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that point, for those who are listening that are novices in this world, um, when you talk about hemp first cannabis, mm-hmm. um, what are those differences? And as people look at this as an opportunity for their health, what is it that someone should be looking for and where can it benefit them um, uh, both personally and professionally? Just quickly, the big differentiation is, well, the first thing I think that's really important to understand before we even say hemp or marijuana or cannabis, it's to understand that a molecule is a molecule. Gotcha. And when we are talking about hemp, cannabis, marijuana, we're talking about what are the molecules that create that plant. Gotcha. So there's crossover in those realms to where um, the amount, the level of one cannabinoid in particular, THC, okay. that's the cannabinoid which will make you high. Um, that's been, you know, federally illegal for so long um, and on state levels. That molecule exists in a certain percentage when it comes to a finished product. Oh. Under that 0.3%, we're talking about a hemp plant okay. versus over that 0.3%, we're now calling it a marijuana plant. Cannabis is what is used to refer to all of the family plants, hemp and marijuana. Okay. So truly the very specific difference is from a legal standpoint. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Is it less than 0.3% THC? Okay, it's hemp. Is it more than 0.3% THC? Okay, it's marijuana. And that is what really signifies whether it's legal or illegal. Right. And then for those, and this is getting a little far away from what you all offer here in in this shop, but then when someone talks about hemp, say for instance, with clothing, is that just simply a byproduct at that point from a hemp standpoint? Or again, is that just how it's being turned? Right. So Ah. the flowering part of the plant, um, it's called buds, Yes. is what contains the cannabinoid content, the therapeutic content. The mm-hmm. other parts of the plants, like the stalk and the leaves, gotcha. that is what um, you can weave into fibers oh. or melt into concrete, hempcrete. Yes. There's a lot in that. So that's other where they're getting the ability the to have multiple uses mm-hmm. from these singular yes. plants, is because mm-hmm. you're you're able to grab different parts of that exactly. plant. Wow. And that's also a differentiator about hemp seed oil or a hemp seed plant okay. based product because if it's coming from the seed it's not going to have those cannabinoids right. in it gotcha mm-hmm. okay see i learned something every day <laughs> <laughs> hopefully our listeners do yes. too so so here you are you've decided okay this is the business we're getting into um you come from a pharmacy business so you have at least i guess what you would consider the retail experience um, and Sophia you've got the academic understanding from a business standpoint of yes. okay how, how does a business need to run but 
but then it's time to actually, okay, we want to do this. So how was that for you as, as in your case, a new entrepreneur who, who had to take study and make it practice. And for you, you're now going into business with your daughter, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So how did that come about? So uh, basically a summer of us just ideating and playing off of each, each other's ideas, getting excited about how are we actually going to make this reality? It happened. It so happened fast. really quickly. <laughs> it really and did. Um, from from idea conception that to was in opening the doors. The spring, right after I graduated from UVA, it was yeah. right as I was graduating. Like that week, we were coming up with the idea. Wow. To September is when you found the, the space. space. Yeah. So nice. over the summer is when we decided we need a retail space, separate, unique from any other business yeah. and this it was by September we yeah wow. released the space it was more there was a little magic sprinkled in there <laughs> and how we found the space and how it came to be um, yeah. that's but, wonderful yeah. well and and in doing this especially in your case uh, Sophia because it's it was new mm -hmm. Were there any lessons learned by either of you that you kind of look back and go, wow, I wish I knew then? I think, I think we were spot on yeah. when we yeah. opened up here. Nice. We had a vision, we took our passions, we took our personalities. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was and, gonna say. And we created this space to pull from our own experiences, mm -hmm. our own strengths, offsetting each other's weaknesses yes, and there's nothing I would say we, we would do differently. No. Wow. I think Absolutely that not. the lessons that we learned along the way were so key to being successful now that there, there's nothing that I would undo or redo. Nice. I think that our personalities in when we were first opening balanced yeah. each other so perfectly mm -hmm. in I'm a huge risk taker and <laughs> like I enjoy the excitement of something so new and I'll push it and push it and push it. Um, and Rita is so detail oriented and into the specifics of yeah. that knowledge. And I think when we were opening, that difference was really key um, nice. in our strengths of nice. just mm -hmm. getting the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. If I'm someone in the community, and either, whether a novice or someone who feels that they have a pretty good understanding of the products that you offer, um, can you explain to our listeners what you do have to offer and kind of how that kind of works into the, the, the wellness portion of of what you have so what we have to offer is products absolutely that will address everyone's individual needs whether gotcha. it's for your child who may be on the autism spectrum to a senior citizen who um, might need help with sleep or aches and pains to someone with celiac disease needing anti-inflammatory help or um, so the whole range from a therapeutic standpoint um, to as simple as just the knowledge that we're trying to share with the community. Gotcha. Um, coming from a business 
through a business lens, I think there's a whole different level of um, information and knowledge that being in this industry since its inception, there's a, a, another layer that we're able to offer through saying, okay, this is what has changed in the industry so quickly and how do we need to be able to pivot to still offer our clients certain newer products, eliminating older products. Like it's really a very rapidly changing industry and on a state level, yeah. things are changing so much that you know what we have one day to offer a client, we may not have yeah. the next day. So that, that's just an interesting thing of what we have to offer and also what we don't necessarily. Gotcha. offer in continuity because the industry is so rapidly yeah changing. and to kind of wrap in the wellness aspect that you mentioned everything that we do has health and wellness at the center of it that's gotcha. one of my huge personal passions um and we are both so dedicated to the research of the products that we actually do carry um, ensuring that it is a true wellness product. Not all CBD products are wellness products necessarily. Gotcha. If they're carried alongside artificial flavors and tons of sugar, high fructose corn syrup, there's a lot more than just the CBD to take into, yeah. into mind. Gotcha. So both being able to educate from a wellness perspective and help our clients find products that can meet their individual needs yeah. is is really important to us because you know you can find these products anywhere yeah. but it's about the actual individualized education and consultations that we offer to gotcha. to help someone incorporate the products into their daily life not just throw a bottle of CBD at them and say good luck someone who just wants to be able to come in and find out more about um, your shop and what you have to mm -hmm. offer. Can you kind of walk through what that experience would look like, whether it's a novice like myself mm -hmm. or someone who maybe is experienced but is trying to maybe find a particular product, service, whatever that may be. Can you mm -hmm. kind of walk us through that? Yeah, certainly. Um, to speak to the legislative part quickly, um, that's something that is still a big unknown. There's a general direction that the state is going, but um, until the legislative assembly is able to kind of decide what everyone is comfortable with in terms of different provisions that might come with the adult use market um there's a lot of unknowns the virginia cannabis control authority is still being put into place a lot of the i think the the key spot is still um not been filled so once more direction is sort of um given by the cannabis control authority in terms of the adult use market specifically. And when I say that, that's talking about THC, gotcha. the cannabinoid that makes you high. Yeah. So the psychoactive, should I say, um, that's what's going to really be dictated by the legislation right now that they're deciding upon gotcha. and whether there's some agreement that's gonna come out of the House, the Senate and our new governor. Gotcha. So on a personal level, walking in and being greeted by one of us, we like to get to know our clients. So it's really important to us that we know what symptoms they're experiencing, what relief they're looking to get. And understanding that we can base a consultation on any one of our bioavailability options, gotcha. meaning 
how they take the product, whether it's a capsule, an oil for under the tongue, gummies, smokable options, topicals for physical pain relief. So there's a lot of different ways of taking CBD okay. and the other cannabinoids. And then there's also many cannabinoids that can help different aspects that people need addressing. Whether you can use CBG for focus, mental cognition and inflammation, CBN for sleep and helping with insomnia, CBC for pain relief. There are so many different cannabinoids that can help with specific conditions. Um, and with laws changing, a lot of our clients are curious about THC and whether we offer that. So from the hemp plant, we are able to offer THC to our clients. Okay. Um, what Rita mentioned earlier in this podcast, a cannabinoid is a cannabinoid. So whether it's THC from hemp or marijuana, it's going to be doing the same thing. Gotcha. Um, so what's nice is we are able to offer THC derived from hemp. Gotcha. Um, and in edible form or capsule form or oil form, people get relief in different ways, whether it's um, relief from depression and anxiety, pain, sleep, a lot of different, gotcha. different so, aspects. And maybe for, again, so it's coming from a novice standpoint, um, are there differences or, or is there as much of a difference now versus something that would have to be, say, prescribed versus what you're able to now offer in an open environment where I can literally just walk in and, and work with you all? So, yes and no. Okay. Legally speaking, whether the THC is coming from hemp or gotcha. marijuana is very important. From us, it must oh. come from hemp. Okay. For, from a medical dispensary, it's coming from marijuana. But in uh -huh. reality, the difference between THC from hemp and marijuana is a not. It's the same thing. <laughs> so, gotcha. Which goes back to yes, what you said. Yes, a, a molecule. Gotcha. So whether you're getting THC from a medical dispensary or from here, yeah. it's going to be doing the same thing. Gotcha. Um, but the bioavailability but, is what's going to vary mm -hmm. okay. as well. So the bioavailability. way... That right. you're taking cannabis and yeah. right. cannabinoids so in. So we are not gotcha. offering THC, Delta 9 THC flower. That's gotcha. something we legally could Cannot. not do. Gotcha. That's something which is what the state legislation is now in the process of deciding, okay, we're going to make this available recreationally. Who's yeah. going to be able to actually dispense gotcha. it? That's what's okay. happening right now. Yeah. In terms of us being able to offer flour in that form, that's mm -hmm. where we're restricted. Gotcha. However, in edible form, Another that's form. not quite as restricted gotcha. because it's okay. by 0.3% by dry weight, and that's where we're able to do our buying, specifically looking for very exact formulations that's going to give us certain levels of that molecule, whatever the T molecule, yes. THC, CBD, CBG, yeah. you know, specifically to THC, we want to stay compliant with the law, of course, yeah. so that's why it's more relevant gotcha. to that molecule. Which goes back to what you both said at the beginning, which was why this is so important, the education of all Huge. of this is so yes. important, it's is that to be here physically mm -hmm. opposed to offering something that's online, mm -hmm. The fact that someone like myself could walk in, mm -hmm. have that conversation, be educated, and have mm -hmm. a clear understanding right. of what 
what you have available, but mm -hmm. also what the differences are based on what else may or may not be in the market, mm -hmm. what's now allowable versus what isn't technically allowable, at least within the Commonwealth of right. Virginia. So that's that education part that's obviously so important. Mm -hmm. So so knowing that, if somebody does want to, to learn more, mm -hmm. um, can you explain, we're here on Great Neck Road, so mm -hmm. I definitely want to give the address out and, and other ways that they can connect with sure. you, either by learning more online or calling here uh, at the shop. Yes, so we're actually open seven days a week. Okay. Um, so come in any time and you'll meet <laughs> one of us. Um, we do have a website, hemphousewellness.com. Um, so that is a partial list of the products that we carry. It's always evolving. Um, but yeah, in person, we're, we're on 328 North Great Neck Road. Um, we do offer complimentary consultations. So anyone who wants to come in, and even if it's just to learn more about the plant, yeah. learn more about what we have to offer, we're happy to discuss. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the best testimonials come from our clients, so mm -hmm. please reach out and read the reviews that are out there. Nice. Mm -hmm. it's, pretty, it's pretty astounding that the community was so ready for what we have to offer, That's and our passion was able to translate so beautifully into, into making a difference. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you all taking the time to talk to me, to talk to our listeners. Um, to educate me. Um, I, I have found this very educational for, for my purposes, so I hope it is for our listeners as well. Um, thanks for what you're doing, and I and appreciate your time for joining yeah. us on Tech Talks Business. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. And thank you to the listeners of Tech Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.